Greetings and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime, and I'm your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is a feature episode with Christy Bunting and Kathy Twittero, the ladies of Game of Books who host the podcast, the uh, video podcast as well, Corks and Conversations. And I was fortunate enough to, to make their acquaintance and to be on their wonderful show. I had a great time, even controlling for the wine. It was still wonderful. Uh, and they were kind enough to, to return the favor and come on my podcast. Alas, no video, but uh, plenty of audio. We had a great time. And I think you're going to enjoy hearing uh, what these women have to say. But before we get to that, uh, I do need to let you know that Wrong Place or Right Crime is proudly sponsored by Down and Out Books. Uh, Down and Out Books is a mid-sized publisher of crime fiction, most of it from the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. If that is something that you dig, you can find out more at their website, downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. And you can find out even more from Lance Wright, who is going to tell us about some titles available in April. Take it away, Lance. Hi, Frank. It's good to be back to talk about new titles from Down and Out Books in April. We are really excited about an anthology edited by Michael Bracken titled Groovy Gumshoes, Private Eyes in the Psychedelic 60s. 15 stories by a slate of top-tier authors, and Michael was so overwhelmed with interest from potential contributors that a second edition is already being planned for next year. Next up is the latest from Charles Salzberg, Canary in the Coal Mine, introducing a new potential series, Private Eye, if we can talk Charles into it, which has already received some stellar pre-publication reviews. And later this month, we have a three-crime novella title, The Gray Detective, written by Stephen Burdick, and set in my hometown of Clearwater Beach, Florida. It's been an exciting spring so far, Frank, and there is so much more to come later in the year. Thanks for having me, and I'll check in again with you next month. All right. Thank you, Lance. Uh, one title that he didn't get to that I want to mention also coming out from a Down and Out Books on April 1st is Vincent Zandri's episode of A Grifter Song, Concrete and Cocaine. Uh, this is a hard-boiled take on uh, on a grifter song with a bit of an homage to Pulp Fiction. And uh, it is a fun romp. You should get it and read it and enjoy it. Of course, it is only one of uh, 25 episodes now with more to come. Different authors write different episodes set in different cities with different cons. And, of course, their different writing styles come to bear. And I've been fortunate to work with a bunch of really great authors who are very diverse in their styles and backgrounds and uh, their takes on the characters and the things that they go through. So the latest one, Vincent Zandri's Concrete and Cocaine, check it out from Down and Out Books. All right, let us begin the conversation with the Game of Books ladies, Christy Bunting and Kathy Twittero. Well, hello, Kathy and Christy, and welcome to the show. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. Great to talk to you. Yeah. You too. I have to tell you that um, I was on your podcast that we're going to talk about, Corks and Conversations, which is a GOB uh, podcast, and it is almost certainly my favorite interview that I've ever done. Uh, Oh, thank you. And that's even, even, uh, you know, factoring in the wine part of it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that usually does factor in. <laughs> Even controlling for the wine, it was still one of my favorites easily. Now you look like you're drinking water uh, there, Kathy. I, well, I'm I, I'm a little behind in my daily schedule. <laughs> but I see I see something suspiciously vino esque uh, over here. <laughs> I am actually drinking a cider. Oh, well, that's I, close enough. It, because we had that for one of our podcasts recently, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we'll, we'll give it a try. And it's actually pretty tasty. Well, it is that's only 3.30 p.m. Uh, here in the great state of Oregon and Pacific Daylight Time. But 
I still pour myself myself a okay. glass. Of, yeah, of my wine. I did too. Kathy, Kathy has her wine. Of course, I she did does. too. She just didn't want to seem like an alky, did she? <laughs> well, I want to be the first one. We didn't really talk about it in advance, you know. Uh, so. I, I was curious well, how that was going to go. Well, it's where I am. So, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm you're cool. behind already. Um, but that for everybody who's going, what are these winos talking about? This is sounding like. Uh, you know, wrong place, right alcoholics or something like that. Uh, but uh, Corks and Conversations, is, as the title probably uh, would tend to hint, is a wine and conversation podcast that you guys do. And, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun. So I guess my first question would be, where did this idea come from? Because I don't know that I've seen it done very often. <laughs> Well, when, um, it you came can, from you can some start, wine. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it started with wine. I, um, no, I'll, I'll start the story, Christy, and, and you can finish. Um, Christy and I met at Sleuthfest in, um, in Florida in 2018, um, a writer's conference. Um, it's the Florida MWA chapter, and it was my first conference. I was escaping a very brutal winter from South Dakota and flew down to Florida, and um, we met in our very first um, session taught by Hank Philippi Ryan, who has become oh, wow. a great supporter of our show and a good friend. And um, we then just kind of checked in with each other throughout the day, took a lot of conferences together, had lunch, had dinner, and then we started drinking wine together that evening. And we are really very similarly situated, right, Christy? Yes. At the time, especially yes. we were. I mean, we're from, you know, thousands of miles apart, but we, we have a lot of similarities in mm-hmm. our lives and, and where we were in our writing careers. And um, we just clicked. And yeah. and then we decided to start a blog, actually. Kathy was the one who said that. And I was like, a blog? And she's like, yeah, I've always wanted to. And I'm like, let's do it. So we <laughs> went back to our respective areas and kept in touch and started a blog. And then said... And then you said, let's do a podcast. And I was like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Because our conversations over glasses of wine were so funny and fun to to me. I was like, I would like to listen to this as a podcast. So so we got started with that. And it's it's been such a great experience. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, not just the drinking of the wine that came naturally, but we, we did it. As, we didn't have to work too hard at that frame. Yeah, as, as, learn, as a learning tool, because we were trying to figure out this whole writing and publishing and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we started interviewing authors and finding out so much information. And everybody had, a, had fun time over a glass of wine. So that's how it stuck. And Your episodes are very, you know, sitting in the living room, drinking a bottle of wine together types of conversations. I mean, they're very freewheeling and and sometimes go off on tangents and other times dive really deep and drill right in down on something. And, and, you know, do you just kind of let it flow or do you try to keep it on a, a certain set of tracks? We have kind of a format, right, Christy? We have, we have a, we have a general idea. I, we, I think we used to be much more um, concerned with like, writing a script. Yeah, and and we we do have a script, but it's really just more of a guideline because we have we go over w- what we find interesting about that author. I mean, we read the books. We always read the author's books. Oh yeah. Um so we read a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> um and then we research them, read whatever they've got out, what's going on in their lives so that, you know, when we get sit down to talk to them, it could go anywhere. And we kind of can let it go anywhere, but we also have some things that we're just dying to know. So we mm-hmm. try to fit those in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we and, have our own fun little questions. Well, but you, Frank, because you, you talk to authors too. So how do you prepare for, for your episodes? A, a lot of the same way. I think the only thing that's different is I don't have a hard and fast rule about having read the book or not. Are you weekly or monthly? Or weekly. Yeah, I yeah, don't know but how we you take keep up off on the- a- in the summer. I know. Yeah, I, I don't know how you keep up on the reading I'm, then if you're weekly. I, I just can't. Okay. I, I Frank, I never even considered the possibility that we wouldn't have to read them. <laughs> Starting to really check myself right now. Well, like, no, what, no. What I think it's. do I have? <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I was, as a guest, I was thrilled because the questions somebody asks when they've read your work are different than the questions they ask if they haven't. But I think to the listener, 
both questions are good questions to hear the answers to. And so mm -hmm. if I yeah. have time to read the person or sample the person, I definitely do. If it turns out that I haven't, then I know I'm going to ask some different questions and, and those will be cool too. Um, mm -hmm. And and so that's just kind of how, how I go about it. One of the things you guys do that I think is cool is you actually have your guests select the wine or other beverage that you're going to mm -hmm. drink. And then you guys talk about it a little bit on the show. So I guess towards that end, I should ask you uh, what exactly you are drinking right now. Oh, Christy. Well, Christy's Christy's drinking. I'm, dr I'm from drinking our last Ace cider. Yeah, from our last episode. This is guava cider. Yeah. It so looks that's what it. They found it. No, it tastes. <laughs> it sounds too sweet. It tastes sort of just... like um. It's not very sweet. It's kind of grapefruity, almost seltzer water. Hmm. And I just. I figured I might as well finish it from the episode four. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just recorded this afternoon with somebody. And we usually do have wine, but we have had a few authors who have had like a signature cocktail um, mm -hmm. to pair with their book, like for their marketing. Mm -hmm. And so we've done that a couple of times. Um, and tonight was the first, I think, beer. We we had gin and tonics with um, Sebastian. It's not a beer. I tell you, I'm a beer drinker. And I know, cider whatever. is not beer. It's made of apples. It's closer okay. to grapes than... It's in a yeah. bottle. It's like beer. Whatever. <laughs> I, I have to it's go something with... I don't drink. <laughs> I, I'm with Christy. It's it's closer to uh, whatever. Uh, to wine than <laughs> beer. My, my wife was drinking this pear cider recently. I can't remember the that's name that's of the, it. But that's what you're supposed to have. But, yeah. I, yeah, I might, just might didn't the get same the pear stuff. down here. We had guava, Ace but, the, is the but Kathy had, yeah. yeah. yeah she likes so I'm drinking what I, so. Yeah, I'm drinking what I like, which is, um, I like a red. Christy and I both agree we generally like a red wine, but yeah, I'm drinking um, uh, J-Lore Cabernet is what I'm drinking right ah, now. Ah, so you're a cab gal. I like cab. I like um, I like a Malbec a lot. Oh, lately. yeah. Lately, that's, yeah. Uh, an Argentinian uh, Malbec mm -hmm. is pretty exciting stuff. We, we um, had the Pinot Noir when you were on. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Wrath, and I've had that a couple times. Have you? I really like it. Mm -hmm. It's a real light and very tasty red, and and it's made here uh -huh. in Oregon, so it's nice to be supportive of the local wineries. But you know, I'm kind of spoiled. I mean, there's a lot of great Oregon wineries, and then I'm from Washington originally, and there's some great. Yeah, you have all the good well, wine out there. Wenatchee, Walla Walla <laughs> Valley. Yeah, there's just some great stuff there. I am drinking a white Sauvignon Blanc called. Mm. It's a head snapper. <laughs> from oh, that's the name of it. <laughs> that's the name of it. Really, uh, it's such a good name. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a great from, name too. It's from New Zealand. I see. That's wow. an empty bottle that you're holding there, Frank. Well, <laughs> it was it, the reason I'm drinking this rather than taking something off the rack was it. It was in the fridge and it's been in there for a while and. You never know how long it's going to last, so I figured I better better take care of it. Or it's going to go. It's going to go down the uh, sink as vinegar. Uh, in <laughs> oh, I have um, to look for that. We like New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah. you 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 guys started a podcast, and you know that's a big endeavor. I mean, there's a huge learning curve mm -hmm. for me. And I had a buddy uh, Eric Beatner to kind of reach out to who kind of was ahead of the curve for me. But you guys just don't even have to hardly worry about anything other than the performance part of it because you've got a sound engineer. Yes, we do. I, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, um, we hired him right off. He's my son and he's a graduate from film school. So he better have learned something, I guess. And <laughs> we actually had him on a Corks and Conversation um, last month. We did. And it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, he's he's been great. And when he first started to show me how to do it, yeah. I went, do you want to do this for us? Because I was like, this oh. is going to be, you know. Well, you guys, with, you with guys bit off a bigger chunk, though, because you do video and audio, right? You're not just. Yeah, we do audio. now, but we don't edit the um, video that much. Oh, OK. You know, unless we need to. But we didn't we didn't start doing um, the Zoom episodes on YouTube until what when Christy last season during um, the from the pandemic right oh after yeah because for a while Frank I was I I am not nearly technical technologically savvy as Christy is um, and she has Connor right there too but they would tell me what to do and they would I would just get so stressed because I had no idea what I was doing using audacity. Like I know you mm -hmm. do all your own editing. I, it stressed me out. So I um, called in a favor and I arranged um, space at a local radio station. So I would 
I learned how to just push, like, they literally were like, here's the three buttons to push. And, and I, I, I truly, it was great. I, it was great. And then the pandemic started and that's when we did, um, went to zoom. But now we love it. So we can see people, see, I do like to see people. Yeah. It, it it is nice. I usually I'm connecting with you right now via um, Google Meet, uh, which is pretty much Zoom with a G in front of it, and <laughs> I, I like it too because I can see you and you can see me and you can smile and you can make gestures and and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's audio only, the podcast it's yeah. still nice to do that. Sometimes people are uncomfortable with it, so you know I'll say, hey, we'll pretend it's a radio show. Turn off our cameras. No big deal. I mean, it's all about making the guest as comfortable as as she can be or as he can be. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, audacity is a great, a great tool. I will tell you that it has continually improved and I've been doing this just, I think about a year before you started is all. So not mm-hmm. much longer. And I started with audacity right out of the shoot and, and, and learned a bunch after about a year, my, my earlier episodes, probably the sound is considerably worse, but it, the, it's a, I mean, it's a a free program that they continually support that improves and improves Uh and improves. And that's just, that's pretty cool. I I keep thinking I need to go donate some money to them because they've they've made my life a hell of a lot easier. Um, So are you techie, Frank? I mean, did you? I mean, I'm, I'm decent. I'm, I don't think I, I, if like, if I was, if, if, if a techie was a Dungeons and Dragons like character, I would not have an 18 in any of those tech okay. categories, but I'd be a solid 14, you know, I mean, okay. I, you know, I mean, See, I don't even know what that means. Is that <laughs> a B student or what is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. It'd be like a, it'd be like a B student with bursts of, of ingenuity and, and, okay. you know, occasionally. I and, used and to then, think of myself as techie, but it, I think it's my brain cells have had too much wine, maybe. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. like what your what your son is doing, I think, is a a step more complex because you can fool it's the really ear not. a lot easier than you can fool the eye. Yeah, well, he doesn't. He can. He does sometimes edit our video, but if you really want, if you're a diehard fan of Game of Books and you really want to see <laughs> all the bloopers, just watch us on YouTube. <laughs> because he usually leaves all the bloopers in unless there's something that, you know, is really bad. But um, but for the most part, if Kathy's dog barks, we get to mm. s- see it and hear it. On, on But see, it doesn't matter, Kathy, because he can edit it out on the sound. Well, so. I'm very thankful for that because like today we <laughs> record an episode and it's incredibly nice here today, Frank. We have snow on the ground as of yesterday and today it's 62 degrees. So it's wow. just like it's, warmer it's than like. Here. Yeah, it's incredible. And everybody's outside. And there was a motorcycle driving past my house repeatedly while we were recording our podcast, which made me miss the radio station. But my dog was just going bananas. I try not to get too stressed about it. But thankfully, Connor just kind of takes care of it. And that's really helpful. Yeah, you can do a lot with noise reduction, I've discovered. <laughs> I bet you Yeah, have. and because we're on the different tracks and uh-huh. stuff, he just mutes Kathy as long as mm-hmm. she's not talking and mm-hmm. that's like everyone's dream just mute Kathy <laughs> <laughs> that is not true Kathy. Is very very untrue <laughs> okay Frank I'm curious because last time we talked um I remember you we, you were talking about how much time you're putting because we were talking about you're such a prolific writer and I was I was very curious how you managed to get everything done and you were saying that editing the podcast takes some time has that sped yeah, up for it you does all? Um, very little. The, uh, you know, my son is for hire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, the improvements to audacity have sped things up a little bit, just a couple little tweaks that they did, but it's still a lot of time. Um, but I mean, it's worth the time I get to talk to a lot of people. What people may not know, although you've alluded to it, that you live thousands of miles apart, but, uh, Kathy, you live up in South Dakota, right? Yes. Right. Yep. And so that means that uh, Christy is down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd say a little bit of a difference in weather. Uh, <laughs> have you ever mapped how far that actually is? You said thousands before, but have you ever actually looked like house to house, how far it is? I don't know. I did look at it one time because when, and we figured we were interviewing somebody in Boston and I determined that it was like an isosceles triangle oh, yeah. between Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I was doing that. So uh, we, you got to think it's maybe a couple thousand miles, yeah, right? Yeah, I would 2, think 000? so. Yeah. I, we, um, Christy came to see me in South Dakota this year. Mm-hmm. 
normally it's me going down there because A, sleuth fest, and B, better weather <laughs> for yeah. a good portion of the time. Plus, I was planning to come up for the, the snowy weather Mm-hmm. literally when they, we had the lockdown, like I was leaving the week after, right, Kathy? Uh-huh. It was in March, and then they had yeah. that lockdown. And so it was postponed, postponed, postponed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it really is nice to do this together. It's such a treat. Like, we got to do a couple episodes together because I don't. I feel like at this point the distance doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. We're used to it. But when we are together, it's like, oh, it just takes away that extra. Uh, it's, so, it's, such a, it's such a great time. We have a good time together. There's mm-hmm. an extra layer of, of something there mm-hmm. when you're in the same room. So. And we're planning on, I, I mean, we just started getting excited because we did usually meet like, you know, two, three times a year yeah. since we met. Um, we'd make an appointment to meet at a conference or I think mostly it was conferences, but sometimes we'd just make an excuse to meet. Yeah, I came down just a few times without a conference, I think. Yeah. And sun. yeah. <laughs> and the company. And so, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so this year, now that things are opening up, we're like, we're getting so excited looking at the calendar going, we're going to be together here. Oh yeah. And we, Chris and I know all the things about each other's lives and check in with each other as often as we, you know, quite a, quite a bit. That's non-podcast related really, but mm-hmm. And I remember when you were on our episode, you were um, talking about how when you got into podcasting, podcasting, you wanted to be like, you know, driving on late night radio and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're really trying while we're here. We're going to do the soothing <laughs> voice in, because your voice is very soothing, you know, and we're not so soothing, but well, we're trying. <laughs> I think we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right. Um, Hey, um, we've been talking a lot about your podcast and it's a great podcast and it's a lot of fun and podcasting is a huge part of your relationship, but you got into podcasting uh, while you were at a conference to learn how to write, to become a better writer, Mm -hmm. to learn writing skills. And you are both writers. If I'm not wrong here, you haven't published uh, your first book yet. You're both working on that now. Am I correct? Correct. That's correct. How's that? How's that going? And tell me about your book. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Kathy, go first. Okay. I have uh, what I'm, I I learned from a lot of our authors. I've heard this over again. Um, they uh, the authors that we interview, um, they call them practice books. I'd never heard that before. But I have two completed novels that I really learned a lot from, and they are safely put away right now. <laughs> So I, um, and it was the, the, the first one I wrote a long time ago. And then the the second one I, I had written and that's what I was, um, pitching when I met Christy. So, um, and as I attended conferences, I realized how much I still had to do. Like, I just didn't even realize what crap I had written, (laughs) to be honest with you. It was just awful. And so, um, I worked for three years fixing the crap and it got better, um, Anyhow, I, it was a really great experience, but I did, I'm working with a book coach right now who really helped me kind of gently decide that I need to maybe start fresh and that maybe that is just where it's going to be and we're going to let it be. And it was really helpful. So I am um, drafting my first uh, go at this new novel, Contemporary Thriller. I wonder if as you you know go through your career, maybe five years from now or ten years from now, and you look back at some of those so-called crap books, if you won't find some some pearls in there that you can pull out and rescue, and you know a scene you can use, a character that finds another home, you know something. I hope so, Frank. I because I really loved. There was a lot about it I loved. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot that wasn't working, and it was just getting to be too hard to try to force it to work. But I do think the um, some of the themes and some of the topics I really want to um, pull out again. And so um, I appreciate you saying that because that is definitely on my mind. And there's a character that I really want to write about. So I think that might be the next thing I'll address her. So Christy. <laughs> well, um, I too have, um, well, I had a book that I was, had just finished, I thought at the time with Kathy as well. And then we realized that, you know, the editing process is there for a reason. 
And um, so went through a lot of editing, um, was feeling pretty, pretty good. But um, after, again, interviewing a lot of authors and stuff, I thought, you know what, I really probably should have a real editor look at this. I was always thinking once it gets bought by somebody, they'll edit it, you know, more. And so I did get it edited and was working on from the edit and then life happened. And so that has been one of these things, this cloud hanging over me during this pandemic, mainly, um, you know, I started writing, I've almost written another one, you know, but I re really need to go back, finish editing that. That's my next thing. And it shouldn't take long. Like Kathy said, shouldn't take long, Christy, get busy. Do <laughs> I it. did tell her that actually recently, because I've read that book and I, it is a really good book and it, it is, well, thanks. I, I think it's much closer to final form than you realize it is. Right. Um, but I did tell her, cause I, we even talked about going to a, I, I'd like to do some pitching at this point, at some point this summer. And I said to Christy, all right, you need to get that thing edited with, with love. Yep. But, and you know, I mean, it is, it seems like, you know, just in the past, I mean, it's life has been chaos. It happens to mm -hmm. everybody, mm -hmm. but you know, it definitely happened to me this last couple of years. And I felt like that was the one thing that probably should have kept up, but didn't. So, you know, I write a lot, but I wasn't working on that book. And so now I'm going to go back and then I've got a ton of ideas. So I just like, you know, want to sit down and get to mm -hmm. the other ones. So we'll see. What genre or subgenre is your book in? Um, the one that I want to get edited and out there is a YA mystery thriller. Mm -hmm. um, so the two of you are talking to authors all the time who have been published or have published. You're learning what you're learning. Um, that's got to be motivating for you to, to get to work and, and really keep working on your own book, especially when it's really easy to get discouraged for a variety of reasons with any work in progress. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like some of the authors are so motivating. Oh, I mean, gosh, there yeah. are some that are just like, you listen to their podcasts, like, like for instance, Brad Parks, we, and he's just a great speaker anyway, but on his podcast, if I listen to it, and that was from what, our first season, Kathy? It was. So it's, it's, it's scary to listen to it uh, for our, yeah, I our perspective, that, but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, they just... They are really motivating because really it, it is something that you have to, writing is something that you have to just say, okay, I'm going to do it. And that's what basically they all say. And probably you say that too, Frank. You just got to do. do it. Yeah, there know? comes a point where perfection is the enemy of completion, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think I screwed, I, I probably screwed yeah. that quote up, but you get what I'm saying. No, I. And I see that, part, you know, I see that in us a little bit too. Yeah. I know like, Kathy's very much a critic of herself. I am. I am. But that, um, and that can be a good thing, but in, for writing, it's been mostly a bad thing. And, and so I, I've turned my, sometimes my inactivity or not following through into just real severe criticism. And it's almost paralyzing after a while. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what's interesting, Frank, when I talk to authors who are managing to do it and they're managing to follow through each day and get their books written. Sometimes I even feel worse about myself or I have, I, I'm feeling better now that I'm active again. And I'm, you know, action is the solution mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. dread and procrastination and fear for me just can grow, but right. so does action. And so lately I, I'm, I'm back at it and it's been good. Um, but uh, for a while there, uh, this, the, the last, the first year of the pandemic really uh, kicked my ass. It just became a head case and I wasn't writing and I wasn't following through and I felt like a total fraud. And mm -hmm. even talking to our authors, I felt like a total fraud. I was like, this mm -hmm. is, I'm not doing the thing. And um, it, it was not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really easy to intellectually understand what it is you need to do. I mean, uh, I, mean, I used to teach a class on stress management and, and, you know, and, and one of the things we talked about was the whole, you know, uh, concept of stoicism. And, and I don't mean the, mm. you know, the Mr. Spock, I feel no emotion type of thing, but just the idea that the fear of the thing, you know, is there's no purpose to that. It does, you no good. I mean, being in mm -hmm. fear of it is, is, is a wasted emotion and it's a mm -hmm. wasted amount of, of energy. 
that doesn't change the fact that we're human and that's the reaction that we have, you know, and, and where art is concerned, it's, I mean, writing a book or any piece of art, singing a song, drawing something, painting it, whatever you're talking about. Any creation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like walking into a party naked and going, huh? What do you think? Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, everybody's looking at you and you're wondering, ah, yeah. maybe I should have done a few more sit-ups before I came in here. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. And so I, I would say, give yourself a break. You know, I mean, you are putting yeah. yourself out there, you know, tenacity and a little bit of bravery, I think is necessary to, to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cut yourself some slack if you're feeling that way, I guess would yeah. be my message. Mm-hmm. I think, Thanks. you know, I think one of the best things for myself is keeping my own promises to myself. Um, that's oh, yeah. been, I mean, that, I think that was the, when I wasn't writing and I was feeling so bad about it, I just was like, I can't, I, I wasn't giving myself grace and I, um, and then I would even get more upset because I was still trying to promise myself I'd do it and then I wasn't doing it and it right. just was a self-fulfilling it's prophecy. A ve- it's a vicious mm-hmm. cycle and yeah. we really, I felt that too somewhere yeah. around Late 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if you had made that promise oh, to someone else, you would have kept it. I would it. never let that down, mm-hmm. you know? I know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to really, we need to make the promise to each other. We're going to have mm-hmm. it done by the next conference. Um, I just read this morning and they didn't have any support or documentation. So, but take I take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a giant grain of salt. But, um, the, the author you just described ninety percent of the internet right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so um, the author uh, mentioned this this uh, number that only of all of the people who start writing a thing, a manuscript, whatever, only three percent finish said thing. Now I have no idea how you would even measure that, and I have no idea where that from. But I thought. It's, it, had a, it has a valid point that, that you know, it is a hard, it's hard to show up every day and keep mm-hmm. your promises to yourself and follow through and finish mm-hmm. the thing. And, and then to not beat yourself up when yeah. stuff happens and then it falls back mm-hmm. and jump back on, you know? Yeah. You know, the other thing that comes to mind as you're talking about this is that I don't know that people always give themselves enough grace when it comes to the fact that everyone's process varies and everyone's... Mm-hmm speed varies and everybody's, you know, way of, of handling situations is different. I know writers who a thousand words of day is a massive accomplishment for them, but because mm-hmm. they're so meticulous, those thousand words are pretty much done. You know, I mean, I wrote mm-hmm. with Eric Beatner and that guy's first draft is 95% done when he's, when he writes it. I know other writers who can knock out five, 6,000 words a day, and it's not a big deal at all. And people compare themselves to other people and decide that yeah. they're somehow lacking because their process is different. And I don't yeah. think we should do that. I think we should accept yeah, that our process really is our point. process. And there's, and on top of your process, there's also different seasons of your life. And some mm-hmm. seasons just require different systems and processes. And, and just, I, I think that's another thing that, at least from my mind, I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get back to that fun interview with with Christy and Kathy in just a moment. But now is the time where I like to turn things over to the experts. Experts in what? Previous guests here to make some to offer you some suggestions of books you might enjoy. This episode we have Dan Bronson, Brian Collins, Susan Wingate, Kevin Tipple, and David Putnam. Take it away, folks. Uh, This is Dan Bronson, author of Someone to Watch Over Me, and I'd like to recommend a few books by one of our finest and least recognized writers today in America, Jameson Parker, whom you may know as uh, an actor, as the star of uh, the series Simon and Simon. Jameson uh, has uh, given up acting and turned to writing. He began with a memoir called An Accidental cowboy. Jameson was shot by a neighbor, almost died. Subsequent to that, he started to suffer serious depression. And in order to deal with it, he moved to a rural area and uh, became a cowboy. And it was through the physical act of learning to cowboy that he put himself back together again. It's, It's the cowboy version of Hemingway's big Two-Hearted River, 
I can't recommend it strongly enough. I would also urge you to take a look at his extraordinary thriller, The Horseman at Midnight, and this beautiful, beautiful love story called Dancing with the Dead. So, Jameson Parker, An Accidental Cowboy, Dancing with the Dead, The Horseman at Midnight. Great, great books. This is Brian Collins, author of Books Like the Power of Creativity, and I can't believe I'm a dad. My book recommendation for you is Story by Robert McKee. It's all about the principles of storytelling and screenwriting. Now, even if you don't write screenplays, it's a great read because Robert deconstructs uh, the arc of a great story and it applies to any genre. And he's also the guy that uh, movie studios like Pixar call when they're having problems with their scripts. So I'd encourage everybody to check it out. That's called Story by Robert McKee. I'm Susan Wingate. I am the author of How the Dear Moon Hungers. Um, it won eight book awards. And I highly recommend, actually, I'm going to do two books that I highly recommend. The first is um, by Joshua Graham, named, the title is, uh, is Beyond Justice. And it's a thriller um, it's gotten incredible reviews. It's an amazing book. It's not recent, but it is fabulous. So I highly recommend that book. But I also highly recommend, and they're two different books, Jessica Treadway's um, The Gretchen Question. It's uh, more literary. It takes place in one day. It's an awesome story. I highly recommend that one as well. Hi there, this is Kevin Tipple of Kevin's Corner, and I'm back again today with another recommendation for your reading pleasure. This is also a police procedural. It's called The Good Detective by John McMahon. It's the first book of a three-book arc or trilogy, however you want to look at it. They're interconnected. Detective P.I. Marsh recently lost his wife and son due to a tragedy that he feels partially responsible for. P.I. Detective P.I. Marsh is involved in two murder cases, one of which is his own. He had a blackout incident, and he's not sure if he killed somebody or not. Then he has another case that he is actually working in public, which is of a young African-American male that was found burned to death in a farmer's field. That was bad enough, but they also found a noose around his neck. He's working both cases in a small part of Georgia, one in private and one in public. It's a very good, fast-moving, and intense police procedural. It takes a lot of the classic tropes and throws them in a blender and then mixes in some other stuff and makes it a different take on what you would expect just from reading the book Jacket. That's The Good Detective by John McMahon, the first book of a three-book trilogy, and a very good read. Hi, my name's David Putnam, the author of the Bruno Johnson series, and I'd like to recommend uh, Five Decembers by a guy named Kressel. That's a pen name. His real name is Jonathan Moore, and his Poison Artist was one of my favorite books of the last uh, 10 years. And Five Decembers is every bit as good as uh, Poison Artist. So I highly recommend um, uh, both of those books. All right, there you are, folks. Uh, some great titles. Got to be something in there that you might like. And if you do like it, remember who recommended it and try out their stuff too. All of those folks have been on the uh, the podcast at one time or another, and uh, you can catch their interviews in the archives. And if they sound like someone you like, then check out their books. Uh, I will add my own recommendation this month, and that is actually Dan Bronson's Someone to Watch Over Me. If you are looking for a classic noir take, uh, it, it's it's really good. I'm in the middle of it right now, so uh, I can't speak to the ending. But uh, if the ending is as good as the rest of it has been so far, it's going to knock it out of the park. Uh, I am listening to it on audiobook. It's narrated fantastically. And uh, if that's your way of, of enjoying books, I, I, 
I, I recommend it even a notch higher because the performance just gives it a, a, another level of excellence. So Dan Bronson's Someone to Watch Over Me is my recommendation this month. Now let's get back to the rest of my interview with Kathy and Christy. As, as writers, talking to writers, uh, what do you think is the one piece of advice that you've gotten or the one thing that you've learned that you think will have the biggest impact on you as a writer? We'll start with you, Christy. Oh, of course. Start with me because I'm the decisive one. Well, you, right, shun- you, 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 you kicked the can up the road to Kathy last time. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. <laughs> well, I, I would say that there are so many things that have been contradictory that it's like weaving through because mm-hmm. everybody has so many different ways of doing things, like you said, and... Mm. So I would say what we already talked about maybe is to just stay at it no matter what, because eventually it will work out. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the biggest thing that when I get motivated from talking to somebody, it's usually that. And I think that on a side note, maybe not just advice from the the writers, but from doing the podcast, I just love the fact that we know so many writers and authors. And so it's like a community. And I think mm-hmm. that really helps me want to keep, you know, stay motivated and me want to do well, because I've got all these friends that are writers and they'll root for me too, you know, and I want to be part of the group, I guess, peer pressure. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to be part of this particular tribe. That's, we talked about conferences earlier and that's one of the great things about going to conferences is you're finally there amongst your tribe. Your weirdness is now the norm. You know, Mm -hmm. all the things that people think are weird about you, (laughs) people think are normal when you're there and it's a nice feeling. Um, how about you, Kathy? Before I answer the question, I just wanted to uh, follow up what you, what you just said, Frank, because I one of the things we've heard over and over again from so many writers, from Lisa Unger, I think was the first person I really remember saying this, and J.T. Ellison talked about it, is that the the mystery thriller community is so supportive of one another. And I didn't know that I would have expected that, I guess. Um, a bunch of people writing about death and killing and <laughs> are really quite lovely as a group. <laughs> it is a little Which counterintuitive, is isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, you know, I have to say, Frank and Christy, that I, I'm, I'm delaying, can you tell? You know, we've talked to... Um, no, this is what you're supposed to do, Kathy. You're supposed to go... That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not as good at on the other end. Can you tell? No, I, I, I am. We've talked to everyone from really big name, well-known people, right? With m- millions of copies sold to self-published debut, debut authors. authors. Yeah. yeah. And who are going to be millions sold. For sure. But what I liked about all these conversations is that everyone has, some strings of similarities, right? You, you, but for the most part, everybody kind of comes about this process in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love hearing about those ways. I think people are always fascinated to hear about how people actually do the work of writing. Um, and you can try on, you know, different ideas and aspects that you hear from other writers and see, oh, is this going to work for me? But ultimately, it is you, ass and chair, writing. Um, I just, I love, so I love hearing different tidbits about what works for people and maybe giving that a shot and seeing if that's going to work for me. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but they're all the different ways to get to the same place. And I think that's a really fascinating concept. You know, I, I, I am privy to my husband's um, career cause I manage his business. Right. And while there's a lot of ways for him to get, to do an eye exam, there isn't nearly the variety <laughs> And how you how you get an eye exam done, right? Or how you treat a, a cataract? Like they, they don't. There's not a lot of creativity with that. But with writing, even though I think it's I think it's a job, just like plumbing or anything else, there's a thousand different ways to get there, and I think that's really mm-hmm. interesting. 
Harkening back to our earlier discussion, I think, you know, it's important to remember it's, it's your story. It's your process and, and, and you're going to get there the way that you get there. And Mm -hmm. I I really, I kind of bridle a little bit at those people who are so certain that their way is the right way. (laughs) You know, maybe it is for them certainly. And maybe for some other people too, but to say that it's the right way to the exclusion of other paths or other methods, it just seems a Mm -hmm. little bit, uh, well, it's not very in keeping with the community that you've described. And, and I think you're right. It, it is a great community to be part of. Yeah. And I'd like to add that, you know, even when you're just saying this, I feel like every episode I go away saying, oh, that's that's something interesting. Uh-huh. Maybe I should do that. Or that's how Kathy does it. That's really cool that they both do it the same. Even um, right now, today... When you said earlier, everybody does their process a different way. And we have to understand that, you know, we're not all going to write the book or a thousand pages, a thousand pages, a thousand words a day or 5,000 words a day. And that, and so now I'm going to go away from this going, that Frank is so smart. (laughs) So right. Yeah. Right. You know? And that's it's feel that's why that's why it's so hard to answer that because it feels like mm-hmm. every time there's a new something that we're you know. All right. Well, it is quiz time here on Wrong Place, Right Crime. Uh, oh, before, no. yeah, I don't time. like being on this side of this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about your top three favorites in no order. No particular order in a few categories here uh, from each of you. Uh-oh. All right. So top three okay. favorites. Uh, no in right these or categories. wrong answers. Nope. And no particular order unless you want to assign that. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Chris, you're, are you ready? No, she's not. That's why you're going first. <laughs> <laughs> you know so me so well. <laughs> the, here we go. The first category is your top three white wines that you discovered through your podcast. Oh, okay. Um, Starborough Sauvignon Blanc. Really like that. It's become one of my kind of go-to wines. Um, I really like the Echo Damani Pinot Grigio, which we had mm-hmm. a long time ago, Chrissy, like, like episode, like, Season one when we that's were like still a, doing that's like a six dollar bottle of wine too or seven. I know and it's bottle. really crisp. super yeah. accessible, super good. Um, okay, I'm going to go with a surprise one for Christy. This is going to surprise her. I don't love. I don't like a Chardonnay. To be honest with you, I, I'm not a fan. But we just had an author on who wanted to do a Chardonnay and asked us to recommend one, and I picked the Butter Chardonnay, and I thought that was a nice bottle of wine. Very good. All right, Trip Christy, you had like a good 60 seconds to consider your answer. Are you ready? Um, whatever Kathy said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, before we did this podcast, I barely drank white wine. And now I really enjoy white wine, um, maybe because, you know, it's lighter and, you know, mm-hmm. it's Florida. I don't know. Um, and Kathy taught me to have it with with. Ice. ice. So I like Must that. Have ice. Mm-hmm. And so I do and like the, the, the Sauvignon Blancs um, from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So I do like the Starborough. I like, um, oh, see, I can't remember all the names. Oh, Christy, we just did that sea glass. That sea, sea glass. Sea glass. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, you know, and I like Pinot Grigios. And I also am not a big fan. I think we had, um, what is the French? Chenin. Chenin Blanc. Mm-hmm. That was pretty tasty. I don't know mm-hmm. what brand. It was It was French. It was Chateau de La La. <laughs> Christy is a, the Francophile of, and the, the like, all the different accents of our I, podcast. <laughs> I can talk in an well, accent. How about your favorite red that you've discovered mm-hmm. as a result of Quirks and Conversations? And you know what, okay. Christy, hate Me? to break it to you, but you're up first. Okay. This is a little bit easier. Maybe not. I don't know, because I do like a lot of red wines. Um, but I have found through the podcast that I think I like Zinfandel's mm. the most. Um, mm. So if you could pick a Zinfandel, any of you know, seven deadly Zins. Yeah, mm. that's a good one. 
I did like um, we did a cheap Bordeaux with T. T. Jefferson Parker. Remember um, that was oh. like uh, Chateau de Carmac or something like that. Yeah. I got a total wine that was good, and that was. And then of course most cabs I like. Oh, what's the one from up the guy the, from up there, South Dakota? Is it Josh or Jay Lore? Which one? Jay Lore. Jay yeah. Lore. That was good. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's three. I'm stopping there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying to, you'll remember, so we have to do this together. This is how we do this, Frank. We, we can't ever just talk on our own. Christy, I'm trying to remember the, um, you'll remember this because you're better at this than I am. The, the red that we had with Lisa Unger, and it was really good. Um, and she had liked it because didn't she share that with, you don't have to Google, but she I, shared. I'm looking on our website. Oh, it's a um, really nice red. I know. See, now we got, we got to remember to do that. And we did. Um, anyway. Um, sorry. No, I, can't, I just can't. Um, I wish I could. I can picture the label. Okay. It's Dry Creek. Louis Martini. Louis Martini. Cabernet. Cabernet is really a nice bottle of red. It's oh, like, you know what? I'm going to put that on my list then. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, you know, Frank, we have a, we have a, it has to be 20 bucks or under. Cause, and I mm. honestly, I don't, I spend like 12 bucks on a bottle of wine. I don't spend. Mm-hmm. But recently we had a really nice bottle of wine with Veronica Gutierrez. Hi, yeah, Christy. Gutierrez. 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 Uh, she's a debut uh, writer from San Francisco. And oh, that was an expensive one. It was. We broke. It was thirty-eight bucks for the bottle. Oh. And I, I didn't think that because I mean I'm in a small town. <laughs> we have one municipal liquor store here. Like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And so I didn't think um, I'd be able to get it, but it was there. And I was like, oh, it's a sign. I got it. I got to get it. And it was very, very good. It was very, very good. And what was that, Christy? Remember that one has? Um, it was started with a B, a bow something. Oh, we, we haven't come out with that one yet. Um, anyway. Um, no, because bust- I didn't buy it. Sorry. I busted the bank on that one, but it was very good, thankfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Third. Um yeah, I like a Zinfandel too. I'm trying to think of the last time we did a Zinfandel. That, no, I, I, remember that Arath Pinot Noir? That oh, let's do the Arath Pinot Noir. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. Threw me a lifeline. <laughs> call a friend. Can I call a friend? Yeah, I'd like to phone in a friend, my podcast <laughs> Top three favorite books from guests that were on the show. Now, not necessarily your favorite guests, just the favorite books that you've read to prepare for the guests that came on your show. Just ones that oh, you enjoyed man, the most. That's like well, picking our children. I'm yeah, just the ones you enjoyed the most. Um, like most recently. I Like seriously, I can't pick three. I can say that, I mean, I liked your book. <laughs> Oh, You're not um, getting off the hook that easy, <laughs> Christy. Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that was unfair. I was being mine, Christy. First off, yeah, <laughs> well, you, you stole know, Kathy's they're, answer. They're, Secondly, they're so different. They're they're we because you know what we don't just do thrillers. We do like mm-hmm. traditional mysteries, cozy mysteries, YA suspense, and you know, so it's very hard to pick. Um, most well, recently, l- let me let me change the question then to make it easier okay, for you. Good, yeah, make it easier. L- let's let's change the question. How about the book, or you can even do top three if you like, that surprised you the most that you liked it? So a book maybe that you thought you, yeah, I'm reading this because the guest sounds interesting. I probably, it'll be okay. And it just blew your doors off. Hmm. Well, I can say one, and I didn't, it wasn't that I thought the book was going to be bad or anything. I just didn't realize that Al Pesson was so smart and knowledgeable Mm. because we met him before we were published. He wasn't Mm -hmm. published yet either. 
we met at a conference. And so we were, you know, pals or whatever. And we knew we liked having good conversations. He's funny, smart or whatever. But I read his book and I'm like, oh my gosh, how does he know this stuff? Because it's all like, it's like a Tom Clancy novel, you know, all set in Iraq. And so that kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, he must think we're the stupidest little broads in the bar, but... Hey, hey. Uh, he didn't, he didn't really. But we were we were probably talking yeah. politics and he was yeah. like looking at us like, oh look, I've lived this, ladies. You you don't know what you're talking about. But So that surprised you though, because you knew the person and you got a different book than you expected. Yes. So it wasn't like I thought his book was gonna be bad. I just mm-hmm. had no idea. I thought, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um He's his his um, work experience led just so much information just kind of come out. I, mean, I was really, Plus, so, it was such a, like a, a complex, good story and, uh-huh. you know, different than what I expected. I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect it. That sandblast was his first blowback was his second. And the third, I can't recall right the now. Third, I just started reading, but I'm in the middle of reading a couple books, but um, I can't remember it either. Check on his website. Al Pesson. How about you, um, Kathy? Did you have any that yeah. uh, surprised you? Um, so I, I I had an answer to the first question. <laughs> That's fine too. All right, yeah, do the first question. <laughs> I um one of my favorite authors and books this year I just loved was um, Ashley Winstead. We had her on. A- oh yeah. And it her book title is called In My Dreams I Hold a Knife, and I just loved talking with her. I loved her book. I thought it was fantastic. Um, she had um a really good story kind of about like perseverance in your writing career. Like she did pitch wars and was like, did really well, you know, like was, you know, once you're in pitch wars, like it was looking good and things just kind of fell apart for her and ended up sacking that book and rewriting another one. And I just, just love that podcast. I love the book. I loved her. That was really fun. Um, I love talking to Raquel Reyes this year. Yeah. That was um, a great book. Um, Her book is called Mango Mango, Mambo, and Murder, or is it Murder? Anyway, Mango, Mambo, and Murder. A little bit of a cozy, it looked like. It's a cozy. Yeah, book. and we normally don't like cozy. I don't well, love not, a cozy. not all you cozy people out there, we loved your novel. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not my go to, but I. Right. And I think, I don't know if it was because we know her and we're just rooting for her anyway, but I really loved her characters and I thought it was really fun. Yeah. And then. Another book I really liked was um, Christy helped me. Uh, uh, T. Jefferson Parker's. Oh yeah. yeah. How'd you talk? Yeah. Because I was thinking that uh, that too. This is his latest book. So yeah, we actually called, had him on our podcast twice. Yeah, and it's called the, A Thousand Steps, and it's a different a different book for him. And I thought that was really cool. Sort and of a brave. coming of age yeah. kind of thing. It's not and, a. You know, he's got a couple series that are just uber successful yeah and i like his other books too so yeah i just thought it was a really heart sent story because it it was um kind of where he grew up as a young man and it's like christy said a coming of age story and it was also a mystery yeah so those are the three that popped in my mind great answers great answers i will not (laughs) ask you the final question that i wrote down which is your top three guests because that would be unfair as a podcaster i would not want to get that question (laughs) thank um, you but i will ask you about uh, a little bit of a newsletter giveaway that you've got going on if you'd like to share that yeah 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 well um you know we we're just we're so excited to be guests that we said, you know, hey, anybody who who wants to that listens to Frank's episode can go in for a special drawing for um, a book giveaway that will just do it for Frank's listeners. So, Kathy, Kathy, you tell them the books that we have in the giveaway and what they need to do is just go on our website and in the, in the right on the first page on the homepage of game of books, we have um, where you can subscribe to the monthly newsletter. So it's kind of like, you know, that's how you get in there, but there's a special promo code line and put in the word Frank and you'll be in for the special drawing. Yeah. Or Three books from this season. Um, we have, you know, we do giveaways for all of our authors and it's and funny because these are at least two maybe, of the books. So the ones I know, maybe that's why they're in my mind. But we, yeah. I just picked um, 
three of our recent episodes. So one was from just this last week. It's called um, Truth and Other Lies by Maggie Smith, mm. um, which is more women's fiction than it is um, mystery, but certainly has. Um, but it definitely has crime. Yeah, it, it yeah, definitely it's... has crime. And then, as I mentioned, I um, Raquel Reyes's Mango, Mambo and Murder, um, a Caribbean kitchen mystery. And the reason I chose this one is that she was she got a, a New York Times book review on her debut novel, wow. which I know. Yeah. And I it um, was very, very, well, very, very well received. She's been nominated for a lot of awards. So I thought a lot of your listeners would love to um, read her book. And then as well as A Thousand Steps by T. Jefferson Parker. Lee Child said this might be Parker's crowning achievement. And I, I it, it's 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 a great book. And I thought your listeners would love it. Yeah. And they so, all have nice covers. So go to gameofbookspodcast.com, sign up for mm-hmm. the newsletter using the promo code Frank, and you'll be entered into a drawing. And some lucky person will win all three, or three lucky people will win one of each. How's that work? No, one person gets all three. Oh, hey. And I will hand mail them myself. I will awesome. schlep to the post office myself and mail <laughs> them to so you. so good at that. <laughs> which in which in South Dakota anywhere is like a one room building in the middle of a prairie somewhere, I'm sure, right? That's what everybody thinks. Well, you know what? Um, yes, that is what everybody thinks. I will say my mother-in-law's um, home, her, her, she lives on a ranch, which is miles away from her closest town. But her closest town is quite small and it is a literally a, a little tiny post office. <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. I will say, Frank, we, you know, I, we work really hard on our newsletter each month. So we're not just sending crap into people's email. Um, Cause I, I love a newsletter, but I, I like a good mm-hmm. source of information. And so we have, we have two giveaways every month. We have our, the books that are, um, we are discussing each month with the writers and as well of our GOB recs. And then we also put in a bunch of links to cool different things and articles and travel and cooking and, um, and, we Frank's were, today, and Frank's podcast today. And Frank's podcast. So there's really a lot of value on. to the reader there. Uh, when they I try the to. And yeah. so is Christy. Because everybody's inbox is certainly getting crowded. Yeah. It is. And, and, and your time. I don't want to take up anybody's time without giving them something that I, that I would want to read myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, what, it's, what I really like about it is that we get so many responses from readers every month. And so it feels like a real conversation instead mm-hmm. of just throwing this thing out there, which is. Well, speaking of time, this has been a wonderful time talking with the two of you. If yes, people want you. to find out more about uh, Corks and Conversations, uh, they can go to gameofbookspodcast.com. Correct. Yes. You get it. You can get to all our places from there. <laughs> There's a whole lot of information there. There's information about both Kathy and Christy um, and links to all of their uh, social media. You can see their wonderful families. You can see a bunch of things about Games of Books uh, podcast and uh, the guests and so forth. And uh, so very much worth your time. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us, Frank. Yeah, it's this been is so great, great to exciting up. to be on the other side. It is. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, Christy Bunting and Kathy Twitero, a couple of really neat people. And uh, I'm glad to have met them in this uh, podcasting world and count them as friends. And, and like many people you meet online, I hope uh, that we get a chance to meet in person at some point. Speaking of meeting people I either haven't met in person or haven't seen in a long time, I just got back from Left Coast Crime 2022 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A great experience after two years of not going to any conferences. Uh, In fact, the last one I was at was the Left Coast Crime in San Diego that I have dubbed the Left Early Coast Crime of 2020. That was uh, sadly cut short because of the uh, beginning of the pandemic that has dominated our lives for the last couple of years. So it was really great to see people I hadn't seen in a very long time, to meet new people that I, uh, you know, some that I set out to meet, some that I just, just happenstance. I just, I can't tell you how nice it is to be in a place where uh, all the things that are weird about you are normal. Uh, we did have an event there, Holly West. Colin Conway and myself, uh, all being part of the uh, Grifter Song series, had an author connections event on the land with the Grifters uh, at a bar called Sisters, and it was uh, sponsored by Down and Out Books. 
and uh, it was great. Uh, there's a photo of it uh, on my Facebook page if you want to take a gander. Uh, got a chance to really get to know some people and, and just uh, have an enjoyable time. And that was really the theme of the entire conference. Uh, uh, Colin and I uh, had, a, had a great experience in San Diego uh, meeting a, a couple of sisters who traveled there just by happenstance, and they showed up again uh, in Albuquerque and uh, actually joined us at our table at the banquet. And that was uh, just one example of, of many wonderful connections that uh, you just don't get as strongly when you're online. Great panels, great people, great time. Uh, so uh, thanks to everyone who made that a wonderful experience, including uh, Lucinda and Stan, who put the whole thing together. But everybody that I spent time with, uh, all of you made it a, a wonderful experience, and I'm, I'm grateful. It was, it was food for the soul. Speaking of which, I got to meet Libby Fisher-Hellman uh, there a couple of different times, and she's a cool person. I really like her, and you're going to get to know her because she is the guest for the next episode. So next week on Wrong Place, Right Crime, we'll be talking to Libby Fisher-Hellman, who uh, writes a couple of different uh, very strong series, and I had a great conversation with her. I think you're going to enjoy it. So that'll be next week on Wrong Place, Right Crime. Uh, I guess my trip to LCC constitutes a bit of a Zafiro update, but in terms of new releases, on April 15th of 2022, the anthology that I put together will be out. Uh, that anthology is The Tattered Blue Line, short stories of contemporary policing. And the purpose of it was to explore different slices of humanity from the point of view of the law enforcement professional um, and and exploring the humanity of uh, those people that they interact with as well. Uh, it is a very diverse group of authors, and I mean diverse in every way, uh, not just uh, you know age, gender, nationality, race, uh, but also uh, their law enforcement experience, the type of agency that they served in, what their role was, the, the type of organization, whether it was city, state, or federal, whether they're civilian or commissioned law enforcement, just a very diverse group. And uh, they put together some uh, great stories. So the Tattered Blue Line, short stories of contemporary policing, will be available April 15th of 2022. Just some of the authors. Ah, uh, heck with that. Here's the list of authors. A.B. Patterson, Colin Conway, Jim Doherty, P.S. Harmon, J.J. Hensley, Mark Bergen, Scott Kakawa, James Latwell, Elizabeth Wynn, Pearson O'Mara, Stacy Woodson, Eric Journey, and Quinton Peterson. I was the editor. I also have a story in there as well. And uh, you can pick that up in paperback or digital on April 15th. All right, I want to say thank you to both Christy Bunting and Kathy Twittero for coming on the show, for being great guests, uh, Down Notebooks for sponsoring the show, including Lance for coming on and, and sharing some new releases. All the book recommenders this month, including Dan Bronson, Brian Collins, Susan Wingate, Kevin Tipple, and David Putnam. And of course, as always, you, the listener, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the show, for telling your friends about it, uh, and for looking into the guests that come on the show and trying their work. Uh, you never know who might become your next favorite author. I'll be back next week with Libby Fisher-Hellman. Until then, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime. <laughs>